Welcome back to A Pushing History, and I'm Riley Brady. This week's topic is going to be the Cold War. The Cold War is an economic and political war between the capitalist democratic system of the West versus the communist authoritarian system in the East. So we will focus on the Bay of Pigs invasion today, and we're going to break this podcast up into four sections. First section is going to be pre-Cold War and leading into it. Next will be pre-invasion. Next is going to be about the invasion and what happened. And finally, the last section will be on what's the outcome. Cold War began at the conclusion of World War II, and the victors had to decide what they're really going to do with the world post-war. The Alta Conference was held in 1945, where the victors would meet, such as the United States, United Kingdom, Soviet Union, and discuss what do Atlanta territories need to be split up, such as Germany. This leads to the creation of the Eastern Bloc, which is a collection of Eastern European countries that are communist satellite states to protect the Soviet Union from a Western invasion. It also led to the division of Germany and the city of Berlin. In 1948, the Soviets decided to cut off all supplies going into West Berlin, and the West responded with the Berlin Airlift. A series of events would only make the relations between Soviets and Americans more complicated. To go along with that, the Soviets would try would take their chances on a Caribbean island called Cuba, and the United States would come up with the idea of MAD or mutually assured destruction that put that put the idea if both sides were going to be destroyed in a nuclear war, why would you start one? The tensions the tensions have been building up for years, and the invasion were was caused by a dissent between the American government and, government and Fidel Castro. Cuba was initially ruled by Spain when the Cuban and then when the Cuban people decided it was time to be liberated, they began the Ten Year War or Little War and the Cuban War of Independence from Spain. The United States also decided to declare war on Spain during this time causing the Spanish-American War. At the time of the conclusion of the war, a Cuban general, Fulgencio Batista, declared himself president. After the Spanish-American War, the United States wanted to have more of a say in Cuban affairs by stalling the Platt Amendment. And and so Batista was not a very popular president in um, Cuba because of his dictatorial policies and a Cuban revolution was born three main groups uh, of rebels were fueling the fighting the most well-known group the July 26 26 July movement was led by Fidel Castro he formed a cell system to take down the government and eventually took down Batista's forces in Sierra Mountains between 1956 and 1959 Castro then became Prime Minister of Cuba, and immediately Castro enforced his direct democracy, where the voting would be the people expressing their wills directly to him. This was seen as very undemocratic by many foreign domestic leaders because it differed from Western style of representative government in the United States. And so the counter-revolution groups formed in order to overthrow Castro. Some rebel forces, even that were even funded by the CIA and the United and the U.S. started to become displeased with Castro's ideals, and Castro was forced to crack down on these forces after several successful rebel attacks. 
Torturing these rebels was enforced by Castro and heavily looked down upon by other nations. Along with that, Castro decided to, to begin a partial censorship of the press and the beginning of a much bigger dictatorial policy. The unfair trials orchestrated by Castro killed hundreds, including one American siding with the Cuban rebels. As of the relations with the United States and the state of, the state of affairs was not much better. Castro ordered the ordered several U.S.-owned oil refineries to begin processing oil from the Soviet Union, and when the oil companies uh, refused, Castro nationalized the industry and took control. Castro then nationalized banks, sugar mills, and other corporations. The U.S. finally completely cut its imports of Cuban sugar, and finally Castro seized and nationalized 383 and 166 more private businesses. The Bay of Pigs invasion was fought over three days from April 16, 1961 to April 19, 1961, but some, but some aerial combat was fought on um, April 15th. The battle was fought between the United States and Cubans. The three forces that fought were the U.S. USA under President Kennedy, Brigade 2506, which was a group led by the CIA, who were 1,400 Cuban exiles living in Miami, and the, the Cubans were led under leadership of Fidel Castro, who were also allied with the Soviets. The U.S. viewed the Soviets as a threat since they had strong communist ties with Castro. Brigade 2506 was a CIA-led group of Cuban exiles, and they were forced to. They were a smaller force that were very high trained. On April fifteenth, the attack began. Brigade twenty five oh six sent eight B twenty six bombers from Nicaragua to Cuba to destroy Castro's air force on the ground. The air raid was only partially successful. Um, six or more of Castro's fighter planes survived. On the first actual day of battle, battle on April 17th, shortly after midnight, Brigade 2506 land, landed the coast of southern Cuba in and around the Bay of Pigs. At dawn, they were attacked from planes Castro's Air Force. Two key supply ships for the United States were sunk, which caused Brigade 2506 to run out of ammunition and supplies at the, at the Bay of Pigs. Officers called for help from Kennedy, but uh, he refused to engage the Navy. With no ammunition and help from the Americans, the brigade collapsed and hid in swamps around the Bay of Pigs, which they were eventually captured, and over 100 men were killed and 1,100 captured. The battle also led, this battle led to some changes after the war and eventually restored a peace. The effects of the Bay of Pigs invasion would be a felt crisis almost lead to the end of civilization as a result of failed invasion over a thousand men would went on the invasion were imprisoned and held captive by the cuban government losses of americans can be attributed to the plan itself which was set up for failure the 1400 cuban exiles that were sent to invade was too large of a unit to be done in secret but not large enough to be a military conquest 
The forces that were fighting in Cuba ran out of supplies, especially ammunition, after only three days of fighting in order to try to hide the identity of the U.S. on the day of invasion. They massively reduced the amount of air support to cover ground forces. Um, Castro was feeling a lack of safety from American invasion and aggression, so in order to solve the problem, he would turn to his big Slavic brother, the Soviet Union, and then Castro and Khrushchev would agree to putting medium-ranged nuclear missiles in Cuba. Um, the defeat of the U.S. in Cuba would mean the U.S. had to live with consequences of a failed invasion. And on October 22nd, 1962, JFK would reveal to the American public that the Soviet Union had placed warheads in Cuba 100 miles of, from Florida, which led directly to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Thank you for what. Thank you for tuning in to A Pushing History. I thought it was a good episode and learned a lot about the Cold War and the Bay of Pigs invasion. Come back next week and have a great day.